Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Brian Burkhart of Square Planet Presentations and Strategy. Brian, it's awesome to have you on the show. Gresh, it's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Brian so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Brian is the founder and CEO of Square Planet Presentations and Strategy, a Phoenix, Arizona-based business communications firm that landed a spot on the 2018 Inc. 5000 list. Brian, are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Let's do it, Rash. I'm in, man. Let's make it happen. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Can you take us through your CEO story? We'll let you get started with the business. I am getting old. That's part of the equation. And it all really goes back. <laughs> it always on. is, right? We're it always is. older. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it really goes back, honestly, to my grade school time. I was in fifth grade at Oak Ridge Elementary School just outside of Chicago. I ran for student council president. And I was tiny, little guy. I remember making a speech in front of my entire school I walked up to the lectern, grabbed the gooseneck mic, pulled it down as far as it could go, squeaks going through the whole auditorium, and I made a presentation, and I knew right then and there, Gresh, I knew that I was going to win the election. Mm-hmm. I did. But what was more important was the moment in time. It was the first time that really marked to me the power of effective communications. I was never a great athlete. I was never uh, the smartest kid in class. I was never any of those things. But what I was, was by far the one most sort of uh, inclined and then capable to communicate publicly. And that really was the thing that launched my entire career trajectory. And there are lots of serendipity and, and twists and turns and a circuitous route to where I landed today. But Square Planet's been with us now roughly a decade. Uh, I've been really fortunate to work with some incredible people and do amazing things along the way. But really, it's about helping people understand that to truly lead, you have to communicate effectively. That means when you speak, people both remember and act on the things you say. And that's an art and a science, and it's taken really a lifetime to get us to this point. But that's it in a nutshell. Nice. I absolutely love that. And it's so funny because when I was around the same age, um, I started a family newspaper and I'm really big into writing and creating content. And it's so funny how a lot of times we have those those things that we are passionate about or things that come out in our childhood. And then we look, you know, years and years later, and we're still kind of doing those things in alignment and kind of see how we, we kind of have our gifts that we, we kind of just progress with and we step into that. I'll tell you a quick story. And I have to preface this by saying, I am terrible at organized religion. I'm just, it's just not in the cards for me. I'm just bad at it. I, I suffer through and I need to do things, but it's not my jam, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, by far and away, my favorite song ever at all times of year is The Little Drummer Boy. And it's a Christmas song. And so if anyone has not celebrated Christmas, this may not make sense, but it's mm-hmm. the song about the notion that when the King of Kings is born, there's this poor little boy who wants to give a gift. And he kind of looks within and realizes that he's got nothing. He's got nothing to give with one notable exception. He can play the drums. 
And the songs, the lyrics really are all about how this little guy against all tangible odds goes to the King of Kings, plays the drum, and the king is very pleased. That notion of giving your gifts and recognizing early the things that you can really do and leaning into it, I think that's actually the key to success for people. People are quick to deny their own intrinsic disposition towards the things that they love. It doesn't feel like work when you're collectively giving your gift on a regular basis. So for me, I love that you did that as a kid and here you are today building content on a regular basis. I'm still communicating on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel hard when you're doing the thing you're naturally intended to do. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I appreciate you for for, for uh, breaking down that because I think so many times we ignore or we forget that. But as you said, when we lean into those things that we like to do and often we're good at because that's why we like to do it, that's when uh, phenomenal things happen. So I know one of those phenomenal things uh, that you've been able to do is Square Planet. Could you take us through exactly what you're doing and how you serve the clients that you work with there? Absolutely. Uh, it's an interesting little business. We have very few competitors. There are a couple. But it's an interesting business because it hits at something so deeply personal and often traumatic. At its core, what Square Planet is all about, it's this notion of making waves. We make waves. And I'm out here in the desert of Phoenix. There's no water. These are not of the aquatic variety. The <laughs> waves that we make, it's about helping our clients elevate their most important messages so people remember and act. Elevate messages so people remember and act. And that take the form of a variety of things. There are two main ways that we produce income. The first is produce events, meetings, that kind of stuff. So uh, back pre-COVID, they were often live. Now they're virtual. Uh, but it's really about helping our organizations take those moments in time, whether it's an internal sales conference, a supplier conference, a client conference, and elevating them and so that they're truly things that people remember and act on. Part of that is also helping the individual with things like a keynote, a presentation that deeply matters. And so that lives in a variety of ways. It could be like I just said, in a conference sort of environment where someone stands on stage in front of a few hundred or few thousand people. It can also be things like a sales presentation. It could be one-to-one, -one, could be a team-based sale, but those presentations that deeply matter, not the little key ones that we do a thousand times a day, but those big ones, the ones that you can feel the butterflies, that's where we step in in a really big way. Those are two of the six ways that we typically make money. I also get paid to go speak. We do some additional training and consulting on things like presentations. But essentially, it's helping people really take their message, elevate it, so that audiences remember and act. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I think that uh, the, the being, you know, memorable and being able to, to create or create that environment that to make those waves and create make those action. waves. You got to exactly, do it. Exactly. Exactly. It. It's huge. And I think that's what we all hope to do. Because I, I feel like, you know, getting more into like the psychology of why we do what we do. I feel like it, it's so that we are remembered so that we do create some type of action or, or make some imprint on our world or our society and, and so on and so forth. And I think so many times um, not being being able to communicate effectively for that to happen can sometimes hold us back if we really have phenomenal things that we want to do. So I love how you're able to kind of facilitate that and help empower people in so many different ways with being able to do that. Well, here's what I would tell you, Gresh, and it's very real. I mean this very sincerely, is that leadership and communications are deeply rooted. They're deeply connected. It's things like you, you think of any organization, big, small, doesn't matter. Uh, the leaders of that organization have no choice. They must communicate. 
whether it's internally or externally, leaders are constantly put in a position to communicate. And within those same organizations, those that have a proclivity towards really solid communications often become the leaders. Mm -hmm. You see this relationship all the time, regardless of the kind of organization, that those that can truly stand out when it comes to communication will often rise to the top very, very quickly. That is rooted in leadership. And so when people can put these skills together and understand the power of that, they can really make a dent in their own little universal world, their life. I have seen many a person I've worked with rise up a corporate ladder, get raises and titles, and ultimately change the direction of their life and their family unit. It's real. So while it's a soft skill, it's one of those skills that permeates everything we do. And when people look at it with the right proper lens and put the onus on it the way they should, it can ultimately change their life in a really power, profound and powerful way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it definitely, as you know, as you said, it, it might be considered a, a soft skill, but I definitely feel like it's kind of a glue skill, so to speak, too, because you no use it in so many different aspects of, you know, from a day to day basis, obviously jobs or presentations and, and so many different um, aspects. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could yeah. be for you personally or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Great question. Uh, there's a couple things I think. I think for one, for me personally, which really my business is definitely a deep reflection of me as the founder CEO. Uh, there is not much of a difference between getting me and getting my company. Uh, we, we are so aligned. Symbiotic. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of the way that is. Uh, there's two things that I think. One is you probably are familiar with. There's a variety of different tests out there, sort of like personality assessments. One, actually a great company, good friends of mine, it's Colby, which is with a K. And the mm -hmm. Colby Index is this really kind of well-known personality assessment. And if anyone knows it, and I say these numbers, they're going to know what this means. But I'm a 4493. And that nine is uh, an indication of something called fast start. Well, Kathy Colby, the founder of the company and a pal of mine, she said to me after reading my results, she's like, Brian, you're like a 9.9. You're almost a 10. doesn't really go that high. What, what that really means is that I am super fast on the uptake. Unlike most people, if you and I had a conversation, Gresh, and you were trying to tell me about your business or something, I'm going to understand really quickly. And that is a huge part of the secret sauce because there's not a whole lot of people in my world that roll out of bed on any given day and say, you know what I want? I want to be beat up a little bit by some guy I hardly know about my presentation and communication skills. Mm -hmm. And so my ability to figure it out fast goes a really long way. I can give people um, really actionable feedback, really solid information to make them better in moments. And it's just one of those things that I, I just got luck. I got lucky. That was just one of those things that kind of fell my way. I wanted to switch gears a little bit and Let's I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I'll give you a couple. So right now, as we speak, we are using Zoom and all those platforms, whether it's WebEx, Teams, pick one, uh, they create an immediate disconnect between you and I as uh, people, right? It's not a normal situation. If you and I were across a table from each other or sitting in a room uh, coffee house, uh, boardroom, whatever it was, we would look each other in the eye, no doubt about it. But the minute we get into Zoom, everything changes. So the hack that I am using is you'll notice right now, Gresh, I'm looking you in the eye. But what I'm really doing is looking into the lens. 
Watch my eyes. I'm going to shift and I'm going to now look at you. Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. It's subtle, but it's real. I'm now looking at you, but I'm really not looking at you. This is looking you in the eye. So the hack is, I swear, I wish I could show you this. I have two little yellow post-its with arrows. One on the left that says, look, one on the right that says here, the thing is eye line. It's a silly little thing. It costs nothing unless you need to go get some post-its. It just simply makes me connect with you and whoever else is on the other end of that lens. That's a heck of a hack. The other one that I'll tell you, this is something that I feel like I've talked about this to anyone and everyone that'll listen. And that is the idea that you don't need to have a physical mentor. Um, I think this is a really good thing for anyone at any time of life at any age. There is so much collective wisdom available in the world, whether it's the internet, books, you name it. You do not need a human being at your side at the ready to be your mentor. Now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice as you kind of spoke to. It could be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I, you're not going to be surprised by this, Crash. So this is what my book is about. This is what I talk about all the time. Uh, for me, the thing that I am most passionate about, and it really has started to resonate in a variety of ways in social and the fabric of life as we all know it, it's really being very, very clear, purposeful, and more than anything, in deep, true knowledge of oneself, of what you stand for, of what you believe in. There is enough work and enough people that you don't need to try to placate everyone. In fact, it's just a terrible idea. What's best is to know exactly what you stand for, what you believe in, and then work with those around you that believe the same thing. One of the things I wanted to ask um, before that is actually, uh, what does being a CEO mean to you? We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show, but what does being a CEO mean to you, Brian? I think the number one thing for me about being a CEO, Gresh, is being truly accountable. Uh, when things go bad, I've got to stand there and say, it's my fault. Uh, the buck does stop here. And it's interesting because there's lots of little ways that those things can create a really great organization. I'll give you a silly example, but we talk about uh, that kind of accountability on things like deadlines. If we have a deadline that our client is expecting something and we know we're not going to hit it, as opposed to waiting till we get to that deadline to tell them, we're going to find the earliest possible opportunity to say, hey, you know what? We're going to miss this. That accountability, that willingness to say, I have screwed up, I think that defines what the really good CEOs do. Um, it permeates an entire organization. People realize that they're allowed to be human and make mistakes, but at the same time, figure out ways to fix those mistakes. That grace baked in from the top, that accountability through all parts of the organization if that's not there, that void, I think, can be utterly destructive. And there are so many CEOs who love those layers of insulation and love to push that blame onto someone else. Not for me. And I think those that I've seen and worked with and those that I've spent time with that do such an amazing job of saying, it's right here, those are the best organizations. Those are the best CEOs. It's about, ultimately, it's about accountability.
Yeah, accountability. And as you said, being able to vocalize and say, hey, I made a mistake, but this is how we're going to correct it is a huge thing. And I think so many times you rarely get people that raise their hand and say, I did X, Y, and Z wrong and and kind of take that true leadership mantle, um, as you said. So definitely appreciate that definition and that perspective. And I appreciate your time even more. And now I wanted to hear a little bit more on how we can get a copy of the book and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. You can certainly go to Amazon if you just put in Brian Burkhardt stand for something. Uh, you know, it's been pretty cool. That's been kind of a neat experience. It was August 1st. So I'm literally down to the day. Uh, I shouldn't date when we recorded this. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> no, you're uh, <laughs> my book was released on August 1st of 2019. And so it has been a year. Uh, it's been very, very cool. But the best, easiest thing to do is also just go to squareplanet.com. Think round earth. Uh, Square Planet is got a, a bunch of links. Our site has links to a variety of things, a bunch of free resources, some free tutorials, some free downloadable eBooks. And then of course, a link to my book as well. But I, I'd love to meet any members of your audience and have a more in-depth conversation. Let's do that. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you, Brian, for obviously uh, taking time out today, providing loads of value, and of course, being able to kind of create that uh, opportunity for expertise, that gem that we can kind of learn from and be and be mentored by you and, and learn about all the awesome things that you're doing. So we will definitely have the links and information in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. Cool. But truly appreciate you, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.